Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful The Islamic Propagation Office at Rabwa is pleased to present to you this lecture Entitled And the winner is By Muhammad al-Sharif Alhamdulillah, nahmaduhu subhanahu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu Wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina من يهده الله تعالى فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فأوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله عز وجل فقد أمرنا الله تعالى بذلك في كتابه الكريم فقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال تعالى يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا ثم أما بعد During the خلافة of عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه he once out set on a journey to Asham, and with him he took Abu Ubaidah radiallahu ta'ala anhu. As they went through and they were traveling, they came upon a village, and in that village there was a creek or a stream that was blocking their way. And so because the stream was very long, they were in need of crossing the stream and crossing this deep stream walking. And so Umar radiallahu anhu, seeing the task in front of him, he took off his sandals and he put them on his shoulder and then he took the reins of the camel and he started plowing through the water and the villagers were watching. And so Abu Ubaidah radiallahu anhu, he saw Umar radiallahu anhu in the state, the Khalifa of the Muslims, carrying a camel through the water and then he felt saddened by this scene. And then Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu asked him, why do you feel sad? And he said, I fear, he said, Aksha, he said, I fear that the people of this village will think that the Khalifa of the Muslims is unhonorable. And then Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he said, Ah, in ya Aba Ubaidah. He said, Ah, if only someone more knowledgeable than you had said this. And then he said to him, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he said, Inna kunna, kunna adhalla qawmin, fa'a'azzan Allahu bil Islam. He said, we, the Arabs, were the most humiliated people. فَأَعَزَّنَ اللَّهُ بِالْإِسْلَامِ That with this Islam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us izzah, gave us honor. And then he said, رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَىٰ عَنْهُ فَأَعَزَّنَ اللَّهُ بِالْإِسْلَامِ فَمَهْمَا نَطْلُبُ الْعِزَّ بِغَيْرِ مَا أَعَزَّنَ اللَّهُ بِهِ أَذَلَّنَ اللَّهُ And that whenever we seek honor from some place other than what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has honored us with, Allah will disgrace us once again. Dear brothers and sisters, we often hear in the khutbahs and speeches the people telling us that the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is near and that the aqibah and the outcome will be for the believers. But some people they don't feel in their heart and this is a very important point, they don't feel in their heart that this victory is true. They might think that it was some star status of people who had this victory come to them. Or that it's only a historical fact that history came to some Muslims. 
or they may think that this is only the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that can come whenever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wills and that there's nothing that will come before it and it just comes miraculously like that. But dear brothers and sisters, we have to understand that this is not an ambassador promising us this victory and it's not a king, not a prince. It's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that's promising. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, wa'adullah. The promise of Allah. And not only does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promise us in this, in, in the hereafter, but it's a promise of this dunya. It's a promise of this dunya and the hereafter. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, بَعْدَ نَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ إِنَّا لَنَنْصُرُ رُسُلَنَا وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَيَوْمَ يَقُومُ الْأَشْهَادِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّا لَنَنْصُرُ رُسُلَنَا That we will grant victory to our messenger. وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا And to the believers, those who believed, فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا In this dunya. This is when the victory comes in this dunya. And when the witnesses come on the day of judgment, Allah will give them their second victory. And we can only hope for this victory of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when we surrender our loyalty, when we align ourselves with Allah and His Messenger and the believers and no one else. And with anyone else, there is no honor to be found. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَمَنْ يَتَوَلَّ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا فَإِنَّ حِزْبَ اللَّهِ هُمُ الْغَالِبُونَ As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and whoever allies himself with Allah and his messenger and with the believers, فَإِنَّ حِزْبَ اللَّهِ هُمُ الْغَالِبُونَ That the hizb of Allah, the party of Allah, will always be the victorious. And this honor... And victory can only come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that if anybody seeks, if anybody seeks this honor for anything, from anyone other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, nothing but disgrace awaits such a person. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah An-Nisa, بَشِّنِ الْمُنَافِقِينَ بِأَنَّ لَهُمْ عَذَابًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, give glad tidings to the munafiqeen that they have a painful punishment. الَّذِينَ يَتَّخِذُونَ الْكَافِرِينَ أَوْلِيَاءَ مِن دُونِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ And now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes who these munafiqeen are that will have the painful punishment. Those who take the kuffar as allies instead of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the hamzatul ta'ajjub. أَيَبْتَغُونَ عِنْدَهُمُ الْعِزَّةِ Do they try to seek honor with them? Is that what they're looking for? To be to ally themselves, to be honored in this dunya? But verily, all izzah belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when someone thinks, when you see uh, our youth trying to seek a path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you'll see many parents telling them not to choose this path. And tell them, don't go to the masjid, don't go to the halaqah, do this, do that instead, but don't be with these people. And that maybe quietly they're saying that the, this promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the victory and this honor for the believers is just a delusion. It's not true. And in fact, by this statement, they're recycling the statement of the munafiqeen before them. This is only a recycling of what the munafiqeen said to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When he said, 
<clears throat> when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran, when the Ahzab came and the allies and they gathered against Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Medina, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says what the munafiqeen said. And he, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِذْ يَقُولُ الْمُنَافِقُونَ وَالَّذِينَ فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ مَرَضٌ مَا وَعَدَنَ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ إِلَّا غُرُورًا When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and remember, when the hypocrites and those who had diseases in their hearts said that Allah and His Messenger didn't promise any, us anything more than delusions, more than lies. And that same battle, and we, we have the history books now, what happened in the end of the battle of Ahzab? And in fact, many people stepped away from the Prophet wasallam. The, the Jews who were supposed to defend the back, they broke their treaty with the Prophet wasallam. Everyone stepped away. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even said, it was like their hearts were shaken or shook like an earthquake from the fitna that was happening uh, upon them. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the conclusion of that battle, وَرَدَّ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا بِغَيْضِهِمْ لَمْ يَنَالُوا خَيْرًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala turned them back. Allah is the one who won the battle. By Himself, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala pushed the kuffar away بِغَيْضِهِمْ In their rage, and their anger, and so often they are angry at us. And they went back, لَمْ يَنَالُوا خَيْرًا They received no good from them attacking the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَكَفَ اللَّهُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ الْقِتَالِ And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was sufficient for the believers in battle. وَكَانَ اللَّهُ عَزِيزًا حَكِيمًا And that Allah is powerful and exalted in might. Ibn Kathir, رحمه الله تعالى, he has a statement in his tafsir where he says, مَنْ أَحَبَّ أَنْ يَكُونَ عَزِيزًا فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ فَلْيُلْزِمْ طَاعَةَ اللَّهِ He said, whoever desires to be aziz, to be honored in this life and the hereafter, then let him hold tightly to the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَإِنَّهُ يَحْصُلُ لَهُ مَقْصُودًا That his maqsood, what he's intending, will happen to him in this life and the hereafter. لِأَنَّ اللَّهَ تَعَالَى مَالِكُ الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala owns the dunya. It belongs to him. And we have someone die, we say, Inna lillah. Not only does the dunya belong to us, but us ourselves belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Maliku dunya wal akhira, walahu l'izzatu jami'ah. And that all honor, all honor belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then he brings the verse of the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Quli Allahumma malika al mulk. تؤتي الملك من تشاء وتنزع الملك ممن تشاء قل that say O Allah owner of sovereignty of the mulk تؤتي الملك من تشاء that you give this sovereignty and this mulk to whomever you wish وتنزع الملك and you rip it away from whoever you wish because we're so happy to receive the leadership but when it's taken away from us we're very sad that it's that it's going. وَتَنْزِعُ الْمُلْكَ مِمَّنْ And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَتُعِزُّ مَنْ And you give honor to whomever you wish. وَتُذِلُّ مَنْ And you disgrace whomever you wish. بِيَدِكَ الْخَيْرِ And that all goodness is in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In England, they used to have statements of honor amongst themselves. They would call themselves kings and princes and duke and marquis and viscount and baron and baronet and knights. And this is amongst the English and you go through each culture, you will see they have their statements of izzah, 
or their, what they consider Izzah. Even if you go to a place like uh, Turkey, or you go to Egypt, they call you Basha. Or if your name is Umar, they might call you Effendi, Umar Effendi. Or someone would say, I want a department store named after me, called Umar Effendi, or something like this. Statements of Izzah. And so they try seeking this Izzah in something other than what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put Izzah into it. And so some people search for this Izzah in money. They think that the wealthy are the ones who have the Izzah, the honor. And so they search for it in money. And then you'll see when they have a stock market crash, for example, or that person, even though they're still rich, they might not be able to lead the lifestyle that they previously led. They'll take a gun and they'll shoot themselves instead of living in this dhul, in this disgrace. And some people try seeking it in degrees. So in order to be called doctor so-and-so, or this person in their degrees, and you'll see some people who get that degree might have tekabur on the people, or arrogance even above Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And some people try seeking that izzah in military might, or in leadership, and when that leadership is ripped away from them, or that military might, you'll see that those people, when they were the leaders of a nation at one time, they're now on death row waiting to be uh, killed. Those same people. But only in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah, the obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the worship of Allah is izzah found. Only in this, and in nothing else. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلِلَّهِ الْعِزَّةُ وَلِرَسُولِهِ وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَلَكِنَّ الْمُنَافِقِينَ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ And to Allah belongs all izzah, and to His Messenger, and to the believers, but the munafiqeen know not. Al-Hasan al-Basri, rahimahullah ta'ala, he has a very beautiful statement about Ahlul Ma'asi, the people of sin, the people of kufr, the people that turn their backs and try seeking honor other than from Allah and His Messenger. He says, إِنَّهُمْ These people, وَإِن تَقْتَقَتْ بِهِمُ الْبَرَاذِينَ وَهَمْلَجَتْ بِهِمُ الْبِغَالِ إِنَّ ذُلَّ الْمَعَصِيَةِ قَدْ عَلَاهُمْ أَبَ اللَّهُ إِلَّا أَنْ يَذُلَّ مَنْ عَصَاهُ and this statement was so powerful, in fact, I had to search very far to get the translation for this. Because normally, I know there might be Arabic people, they might not understand what this statement meant, the words in it. And as I was sleeping, and this going through my mind, Fajr time was coming, and I remembered the statement of Al-Hasn al-Basri here, Allahu illa an yadulla man asa. As Al-Hasn al-Basri said, that these people, even though they're riding beasts, pitter-patter with them atop of it. And you know when, the, when they're walking with their horses and their carriages, do you have the pitter-patter of the horse. وَهَمْلَجَتْ بِهِمُ الْبِغَارِ And their mules carry them so gracefully, إِنَّ ذُلَّ الْمَعْصِيَةِ قَدْ عَلَاهُمْ That the disgrace of sin is always hovering upon them. ذُلَّ الْمَعْصِيَةِ قَدْ عَلَاهُمْ أَبَ اللَّهُ إِلَّا أَنْ يَذُلَّ مَنْ عَصَى That Allah shall never allow for those who disobey Him anything more than disgrace. Allah will never allow it for them to be honored. And you'll see, and you were reading in the Taraweeh, and so often we want to know what's being said in the Taraweeh, and this is only should push us to learn the language of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran. We read in the story of Maryam, uh, sorry, in the story of Musa alayhi salam, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and now the king Fir'aun was going and murdering all the children. And it's not just someone knocking on our doors, interviewing us. These are people coming and killing the boys. Door by door, killing each child. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَإِنْ عَلَيْهِ فَأَلْقِيهِ فِي الْيَمْ That if you fear for your son, Musa, 
then throw him in the water. And in fact, I said this to my wife, I said, if we had a child, would we throw him in the water? If we feared for him, throw him into the river? And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَا تَخَافِي Throw him in the water and don't be afraid. And subhanallah, you read through that story, as Musa alayhi salam, he came to the shore of Fir'aun, the same person who was going to kill him. They picked him up, the wife of Fir'aun, she said that let's take him in. They brought him in with this Fir'aun, same food, Musa alayhi salam ate from it. And he grew up in his backyard, and then Musa alayhi salam, when he couldn't take, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blocked the milk from any uh, nursing mother to go to Musa, and so that uh, his sister came and she said, هَلْ أَدُلُّكُمْ عَلَىٰ أَهْلِ بَيْتٍ يَكْفُلُونَهُ لَكُمْ وَهُمْ لَهُ نَاصِحُونَ She said, I'll tell you a woman that can give uh, milk to him. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَرَدَدْنَاهُ إِلَىٰ أُمِّهِ كَيْ تَقَرَّ عَيْنُهَا وَلَا تَحْزَنْ That we took, her, we took Musa back to his own mother. And not only now is she nursing him, she's being paid to nurse him. In the house of Fir'aun. So that her eyes would be cool, وَلَا تَحْزَنْ And she won't be sad. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the reason why this, وَلِتَعْلَمَ أَنَّ وَعَدَ اللَّهِ حَقَّ And that so she and every single person who reads the Qur'an will know that the promise of Allah is the truth. وَلِتَعْلَمَ أَنَّ وَعَدَ اللَّهِ حَقَّ وَلَكِنَّ أَكْثَرَهُمْ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ And that most of the people don't know this. That when Allah promises something, Allah is telling the truth. And then you read in Surah Yusuf, when his brothers came back and they said, قَالُوا أَإِنَّكَ لَأَنْتُ يُوسُفُ قَالَ أَنَا يُوسُفُ وَهَذَا أَخِي قَدْ مَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَيْنَا إِنَّهُ مَنْ يَتَّقِي وَيَصْبِرْ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُضِيعُ أَجْرَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ They said, are you Yusuf? He said, I am Yusuf and this is my brother. قَدْ مَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَيْنَا The favor of Allah is upon us, that verily, إِنَّهُ مَنْ يَتَّقِي the person who fears Allah has taqwa of Allah وَيَصْبِرْ and has patience فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُضِيعَ أَجْرَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Allah will never allow the reward of the muhsin, the one who does good, to go in, in vain and to go unrewarded. And then you see in the surah, Surah Nuh alayhi salam, when he gave his da'wah to his people for 950 years and he didn't even after all that time, even though a few people we're becoming Muslim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to him, لَن يُؤْمِنَ مِنْ قَوْمِكَ إِلَّا مَنْ قَدْ آمَنْ That only those people that have believed and no one else will become mu'min. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded him to make the boat. And we know this. وَيَصْنَعُ الْفُلْكِ And then we had the honored people in his community pass by him. They heard that Nuh was building a boat in the desert. And they said, not a drop of water in the, in the area. And he's building this huge boat. And they would pass by him. كُلَّمَا مَرَّ عَلَيْهِ مَلَأٌ مِّن قَوْمِهِ سَخِرُوا مِنْ That now any time these eminent people of his, uh, these eminent people would walk by, سَخِرُوا مِنْ They would mock him. And it's narrated that they would say statements such as, يَا نُوح سِرْتَ نَجَّارًا بَعْدَ أَنْ كُنْتَ نَبِيًّا They said, oh Nuh, have you become a carpenter? Only yesterday you were a prophet. Have you now become a carpenter? And those disbelieving people, dear brothers and sisters, if we saw them, we saw Noah here building a boat in the desert, and we saw these eminent and very rich people walking by making fun of him, very often we would side with that side. But what happened to them the day after that? What happened to them? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and in fact, not only maybe, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us, but many people would have been with the eminent people and taken their side. And in fact, even Nuh's son took their side. 
He didn't want to be disgraced with the believers. And so he said, I'll go to the mountain. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed every single one of them. And drowned them all. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in that, in the end of that uh, section, in, that su- in the story of Nuh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Fasbir. Telling Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Fasbir. Said, be patient, for indeed the best outcome is and will always be for the righteous people. The mushrikeen, in their uh, misguided quest for izzah, and they're ever so looking for this izzah, this honor, they went out, and the Greeks, the mushrikeen of the Greek, they went and they designated an idol for izzah. They designated an idol specifically to be an idol that would represent victory and represent honor. And in fact, in their paintings and in their uh, drawings, they, re- they bring this idol back a lot. And, they, and in fact, it was a, they considered it a woman idol, a woman go- a goddess. And they would draw her with wings or they would draw her holding a wreath. And they named this idol Nike. They named the idol Nike. And after the khutbah, when you go to the shoe racks, you will see remnants of the shirk on many of our shoes. The god that they called Nike in their quest for Izzah. The Prophet ﷺ said, لَيَبْلُغَنَّ اللَّهُ هَذَا الْأَمْرُ مَا بَلَقَ اللَّيْلُ وَالنَّهَارُ And in fact, we're living at times when a hadith like this are coming true. The Prophet ﷺ said, Indeed, this amr, this affair of ours, meaning Islam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shall make it reach to wherever the sun uh, wherever the day and the night reach. Wherever someone has day and night, they will hear about Islam. And then uh, the Prophet ﷺ said, وَلَا يَتْرُكُ اللَّهُ بَيْتَ مَدْرٍ وَلَا وَبَرْ إِلَّا أَدْخَلَهُ اللَّهُ هَذَا الدِّينَ And there's not a single home, whether it's made out of clay or wabar, um, whether it's in the badia, in the outskirts of the city, or city dwellers, there will not be a single bait, a single house, except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring Islam into this house. He said, either with the nobility, or with humiliation, sorry, as the Prophet ﷺ, nobility, this izzah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants with them when they enter Islam, or humility that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala places upon them for their kufr. Meaning that this Islam will come to them and they will either accept it and they will have the izzah from Allah or they will have, or they will reject it and they will have the dhullah, the humiliation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the narrator of the hadith, Tamim al-Dari radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he said, قَدْ عَرَفْتُ ذَلِكَ فِي أَهْلِ بَيْتِ And he's narrating the hadith, he said, I saw this in my own family. He said, مَنْ لَقَدْ أَصَابَ مَنْ أَسْلَمَ مِنْهُمْ الْخَيْرِ وَالشَّرَفِ وَالْعِزِّ He said, whoever became Muslim amongst them, they found prosperity, and they found nobility, and they found honor. وَلَقَدْ أَصَابَ مَنْ كَانَ مِنْهُمْ كَافِرًا and those who didn't become Muslim, those who turned their backs on the Prophet ﷺ, they found nothing but disgrace and humility and they had to pay the jizya tax. There are different ways, dear brothers and sisters, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants victory to the believers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may grant victory to someone through a shahada, through martyrdom. 
And you'll see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying in the Qur'an, وَلَا تَحْسَبَنَّ الَّذِينَ قُتِلُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ أَمْوَالِ Don't think as losers, as people who are dead, those who are killed in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, بَلْ أَحْيَاءُنَ عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ يُرْزَقُونَ That they're alive with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, being well provided for. And other ways that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can grant success, is the success of a person's da'wah, of him being able to spread and pass on the message to many people. As you see in the story of the boy and the king that Rasulullah taught us, and how they couldn't kill him. Again and again they tried killing him, and how could they kill him if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't want him to die at that time? And so he told the king that only if you take an arrow and say in the bismi rabbi ghulam that in the name of the Lord of this, of this boy, then you shoot the arrow, you'll be able to kill me. So the king took the arrow, he said in the name of the Lord of this boy, and he let go of the arrow, it went right through the boy's heart, and the boy fell to the ground dead. And then everybody in the village saw that he only did it in the name of Allah. And he said, Amanna bi ghulam that we believe in the Lord of this boy. And the entire village, the entire nation became believers in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The boy received shahada and his entire, the entire ummah became Muslim. And there are other ways that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants victory to the believers and that is by distinguishing the believers from the hypocrite. As one wise person said, he said, Alhamdulillah, that all praises to Allah, that through hard times, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala distinguishes my enemies from my friends. My enemies from my friends. And indeed, when the hard times comes, those people who are hiding nifaq in their hearts, bring it out. Or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can come with, uh, assist His servants with decisive arguments. As in the story of Ibrahim alayhi salam, when the king Namrud, had told him that I give life and I give death, that Ibrahim salam said, فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ يَأْتِي بِالشَّمْسِ مِنَ الْمَشْرِقِ فَأْتِ بِهَا مِنَ الْمَغْرِبِ فَبُهِتَ الَّذِي كَفَرُ That he said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings the sun from the east, so you bring it from the west. فَبُهِتَ الَّذِي كَفَرُ And he was dumbfounded, he couldn't say anything. Dear brothers and sisters, in conclusion, Rasulullah wasallam he started his da'wah on the Mount of Safa. And he called his people and he warned them of the hereafter. He told them to believe in Allah in only La ilaha illallah. And as he was telling them this, his own uncle, Abu Jahl, Abu Lahab, sorry, Abu Lahab stood there and he said to him, Tabban lak, jama'atana. He said, May you perish. Did you only gather us to tell us these things? And so Abu Lahab turned his back on Rasulullah ﷺ. And the people seeing him turn his back, they also walked away. And they left our Prophet ﷺ standing on Mount Safa alone. And there was no one to believe in him. And now you'll see two decades later, the Prophet ﷺ coming in Hajjat al-Wada'ah, the farewell Hajj. And now, after in their Umrah, when they came in, he went to the Kaaba. And then he went to Mount Safa, that same mountain that they disbelieved in him from there. And now he was standing there with thousands upon thousands of believers. Everybody looking. He said, خُذُوا عَنِّي مَنَاسِكَكُمْ Take your manasik from me. And they're looking for those manasik. He stood on Mount Safa. He faced the Kaaba sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he said, La ilaha illallah wahda. He said, La ilaha illallah. There's no God but Allah wahda, alone. Sadaqa wa'ada He was true to his promise Wa nasara abda And he granted victory to his servant Wa a'azza junda 
and he granted honor, nobility to his army. And he alone, subhanahu wa ta'ala, destroyed the confederates. اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد In conclusion, we ask Allah that He brings you benefit through this lecture. For more information, you may contact us through the following address. The Islamic Propagation Office, Rabwa. P.O. Box 29465 Riyal 11457 Saudi Arabia Phone 445-4900 Also 491-6065 Fax 497-0126 If you would like to listen to more beneficial lectures Feel free to visit our website at www.islamhouse.com Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh